You're listening to the Free Association Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Carpenter, and this podcast is a special edition of my radio show, Free Association, which runs every Friday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on WZBC 90.3 FM, Boston College. My guest today, Joan Wasser, a singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist based in New York City. She started out studying violin, playing in bands like the Dam Builders and Anthony and the Johnsons before starting her own band, Joan is Policewoman. Her new record is called The Solution is Restless, and it's a collaboration with legendary drummer Tony Allen and guitarist bassist Dave Okumu of The Invisible. We talk about her early days playing violin, transitioning into singing and songwriting, meeting Tony Allen, the production of the new record, and her long-standing friendship with Hal Wilner. All this coming up right here on Free Association. Place me. 
so I think the last time I saw you was um, was in New York at at uh, Les Poussin Rouge, our show in February 2020. Yeah, and then and then we were in the studio that week, and and then shortly after that, all hell broke loose, and um, and everybody was on lockdown. So so did you? This recording that you made with Tony Allen and Dave Okumu was that was that before or after uh, that that period? So I made that original recording of the improv. I did an improv with them uh, in October in November of two thousand nineteen. Oh, okay, great. And I. I took that. I was on a long solo tour and I, I had a day. I set up a day off in Paris where Tony lives, lived. And so we just recorded one night and just, I, I prepped no music. Wow. And uh, wow. I mean, like I brought in nothing pre-written, you know, and um I just wanted it to be playing us, the three of us playing together. Um, you know, Dave and I, Dave who played bass, Dave Okumu who played bass, and then also played guitar, um, like overdubbed guitar after I, I wrote the songs. Um, we had been, I was, I was like playing keys and I had a mic set up and I did a, a, some singing, but like we had been jamming, but waiting for Tony. Oh, wow. And then he, he got there and he sat down and put the headphones on and said, um, oh, you know, where's the click? <laughs> and I right. said, actually, Tony, I don't want to use the click. Is that is that cool with you? You know, and he was like, oh, OK, yeah, cool. You're you the know. click. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it, I think it's sort of right at the top made him understand that like I didn't want him to just be playing on my song or something like right. just be playing on my music like I wanted us to make music together and if it slowed way down and you know I told the dudes in the control room to just press record and not stop recording just wow whatever was going on you know right you we were gonna just figure out like grooves to play and Great. they would break down and then we'd find something else but i wanted all that in between finding stuff too because i knew i was going to be editing it into something else sure. right 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 yes yeah, so that wow, was done wild. yeah so that was done in november and then i didn't know when i was going to have time to do anything with it uh, i mean i looked forward to it but like there was no visible time on the calendar right uh you know um I put out a second covers record in the beginning of, oh, I was going to release it. And I did release it in May of 2020. So I was like getting a, a ready for that tour. Right. And I was I, like rehearsing with, with the band for that tour. And then lockdown happened. And lo and behold, I had, you know, the, these files. Right. Uh, from that night and then you know i just started listening i listened for a long time without just to see what was there right. you know, without doing anything actually yeah that's wild yeah so so when you what were you playing 
when you and when you and Dave and Tony were there, were you sort of alternating between instruments or were you? Um, I was playing Wurlitzer mostly. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You didn't have any lyrics at that point. So no. wow, that's wild. That is wild. It sounds so I, so organic the way it came together. I mean, that's so great that you just came out of grooves, you know. I've always wanted to do a record like that. I've never done that. I'm just so yeah. I, I'm so amazed by that. You, you know? should really do it. It's so fun. So, I mean, I just had these like like big swaths of playing. I'm not yeah. a freestyle rapper. So like, you know, there's some words in there, but not really. There's mostly like me singing melodies and like mostly like playing keys. Right. Um, you know, and so when I started to edit, I just I started creating just really rough song forms. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. You know, yeah. Right. You know, first of all, there wasn't a click. So I had to sort of like, you know, I mean, with editing now, you can do anything. You repeat, you can do repeat anything stuff. And you can do anything. You know, uh, that, that one hit on the hi hat is a little off. I'm going to move that over. You know, like I'm, you know, anything Dave played on the bass, I could change all the notes wow. um, or I could wow. change the placement. I could do, you know, Often I would find, uh, 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 you know, like eight or 16 bars where the drums and the bass felt good, make that an A section and then find some more drums, make a B section. And then I would play bass over it. Wow, you know, I great. would, you know, I would, you know, and then, and then make, do an A, B, A, B, A with like, some other drums on at, for an intro and an outro, just like slap song forms down right. so that I could, so I could begin writing songs over it. Right. You know? Right. Wow. That's so great. You know, it, God, yeah. that's so freeing. You know, I just, yes. I'm so envious of that. That's You're just so fantastic. I got to do it. I got to do it. Yeah. Just go in. I mean, like a lot of it is just, you need the right people. If you have the right people with the right aesthetic, you can do that. You know, you totally. can act, totally do that. And yeah, you got Tony you know Allen, you know, yeah, I've got those people, but let's talk about Tony Allen for a minute. I mean, one of the most legendary drummers ever on the planet. And, you know, of course people know him that are people listening to this, this show probably know him as the musical director for Fela Kuti and, and other, and other things. But I think this was one of the last recordings. And can you talk about like how that came to be? How did, how did you, hook up with, with Tony Allen. What, a, what an amazing collaboration. Yeah. I feel incredibly lucky. Uh, so, I mean, I first learned about Fela maybe in the mid nineties, you know, and like, okay. I just like started, there was like a whole period of time where I listened to nothing else. Cause wow, once yeah. you hear that, you know, you're just like, why would I ever, right. ever listen to anything else? Uh, so you know, that, that happened. And then Jonas police one played a festival with the good, the bad and the queen in 2007. So that's a band that Damon Albarn had. And he got, he had met Tony Allen. He actually wrote a, a song that had the lyric, Tony Allen makes me want to dance in one of his songs. Oh, great. And then they met that way. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> that's great. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And so then uh, he got Tony to play in that band, the good, the bad and the queen. So um, I remember I was, I was touring on my first record. It was like, 
2006 or seven. And we were playing with the, on the same, they played right after us. And uh, at that point, Ben Porowski, amazing, amazing drummer. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was, he was in my band and we just were flabbergasted. We could not believe what was happening. We heard like, we heard a rumor, you know, uh, mm. earlier in the day, like, oh, Tony Allen's like playing, playing in this band, you know, and I I didn't know this yet. I, I didn't yeah. know Damon yet. Uh, so we were just transfixed. We watched, the, we were just like stared at him the whole time, like, just like, what? You know, like wow. kind of like couldn't believe it. Right. Um, and so then I, I met Damon actually in Ethiopia in 2010. Uh, he and Ian Burrell, who is uh, a writer, he was the editor for the uh, for the Independent in the UK oh, okay. for a long time, yep. and now yeah. he's he does freelance. Incredible writer, like amazing person. So Ian Burrell and Damon Albarn put this made this made this thing called Africa Express that brought mostly Western musicians to different countries in Africa. Oh, each wow. trip was each trip was a different country um, to learn about the music to, um, you know, just like just like make contact with other musicians there. Great. And, and then ultimately collaborate. Wow, like a multicultural thing. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It's so so cool. So I was lucky enough to be a part of the 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 um the trip to Ethiopia, which I mean I was oh, just wow. great. I am so excited because that music had already. Of course, like, Ethiopian is the music is amazing. Yeah, it yeah. is the best. So yeah. the best. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately and, puts you in a good mood, you know. Yeah, it's, it does. So great. Yeah. And it has all those elements of, I mean, I don't know if this is technically true, but it feels like because of where it's situated in Africa, it gets, you know, you know, it, it, it gets like also stuff from, from India mm -hmm. and like musically, uh, you know, right, right. and, and like the Middle East and like, oh my, you know, all just, those elements are in there. Yeah. Right. Yes, yeah. they are. You know, yeah. um, so that's where I met Damon actually it, there. And we hit, you know, we hit it off. I mean, it was, that trip was life-changing <clears throat> wow. and yeah. Um, actually flea was there too. Oh, nice. Okay. And flea and I just geeked out the entire time, just trying to like work out the grooves. Oh yeah. Right. All right. Just trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. We were just like, sort yeah. of like, just cause we saw all these incredible bands there. Many of them like in like, in sort of like in nightclub type of places, but big open rooms where people are also having dinner and stuff wow. like, like, tri like trios where there's a drummer bass player and then a keys player nice um and i mean the music was just insane yeah right all over the you know i know the ethiopic stuff you know it yes. really and all that stuff is i've never seen it i've seen ethiopian 
you know, bands do it over here, but I've never, I've never been to Ethiopia. It must be amazing just to go there and see, like just walk in any club and see that, you know, and then walk to another club and, <laughs> and see it, you know, live like that. I was at an Africa Express event in 2019, in the beginning of 2019 in London. And I, there was like, a bunch of us standing outside in a circle and there was a spliff going around and Damon handed it to me. And I said, Oh, no, thanks. I only smoke banana peels now, you know? And like, Mm -hmm. I heard this eruptive laughter come out over here in the left. And I turned around and Damon says, you know, Tony, right? So that's how we met. That's it. Wow. We just hit it off had so much fun. Uh, we made music together. I did, um, I did a cover of, uh, Nina Simone's. I wish I could know how it feels to be free. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. I do too. And, uh, like during rehearsal, I just, it was set up like it was a stage. Like, so the singer would be like looking out into the crowd and then the drummer was behind me and I just like turned my mic around and just like sang to Tony. Oh, nice. I could not have my back to that person. Of course. Right. You know? So anyway, at the end, I, yeah, I asked if you'd be up for recording and he was like, definitely. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) And there you have it. Wow. So, so that's really interesting. I mean, the, the, that it came out of these, these grooves and I thought I'd read that somewhere and that's, that's really fascinating. I wanted to ask you about, um, so I opened the show, I'm going to open the show. I opened the show with Geometry of You, which is one of my favorite tracks on there, but I, I, I want to play next. I want to play Enter the Dragon. And what's interesting about this is like the, the production is so interesting because his drum sound is so dry and you can what happens is you hear all the idiosyncrasies and it, you know it's like right there in your face and if you had if you had made it a big drum room you know it just wouldn't have been the same and the fact that it's so tight and dry like that had to have been a, a a decision you all made right it's so cool yeah i i'm of course you you notice that you know i it's the, so so when I was looking for a studio in Paris to record, right, I found this studio and they had recorded Tony a number of times already. So they already knew the specs of his drums and what he what he liked and stuff. And there was two rooms there, like a huge room that could fit an orchestra. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And then the Studio B was like more my flavor room, which was really cozy. Right. And thank God, Studio A was getting worked on. I see. <laughs> because yeah. when Tony walked in, he just walked into Studio A. That's, what he, <laughs> right. that's right. where he was used to recording. Right. And they were all they were doing all this construction. So, um you know, so we recorded in a small room. Mm. We were all in one room, baffled. Right. So that I could see Tony and I could see Dave. And, you know, it was the perfect situation. And they, the engineers did a great, great job. Right. I mean, the recording is amazing. And and who mixed this? Did the, did the, did, did someone in, in, in Paris mix this or someone, someone in New York? 
No, no. So after I, I mean, it was like, it was, it was a full year of working on this, like 14 hours a day. I did all the vocals and all of the strings here. Right. And then I did a lot of the, the, the editing there's um, the studio that I work at Bryce's studio. So Bryce had taken off with his family. So the engineer, Adam and I were the only two people allowed in the studio and Adam and I both live alone. So we were biked to the studio. We were each other's pod, you know, and so we would do a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of the editing there and, and some of the piano and, you know, the 12 string. we did, recording in both places, but I recorded here. And then we also did a lot of recording there and a lot of the really like, um, you know, the, 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 the surgery we did there because he's just better at doing it. If I had to do it, it would just take I 10 see. times. Longer. So Adam, Adam did all, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's, and that's then great. I, yeah. and then I had um, the, the guy that I've worked with um, mixing uh, named Luke Melman, young guy, incredible. Mm. Uh, he mixed Damn Devotion. He mixed the record I made with uh, Benjamin Lazar Davis, Let It Be You. Um, he mixed the record. Oh wow, it's he did yeah. an amazing job. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. let's. I want to play this track for people. It's an amazing track, um, start to finish. Uh, Enter the Dragon. Joan Wasser is here. Joan is policewoman. Her new record is called The Solution Is Restless. You're listening to. Reassociation. from my 
The violin arrangements, the string arrangements are so awesome. And and so, you know, I I knew you're playing with Anthony and the Johnsons because I knew Julia. Julia and I had recorded, and so I had seen you you play violin in in that band live. And then later, I think it was Bryce told me this was many years ago. Um, he said, "Yeah, I'm working with with this woman Joan on a record and." 
And he said, Joan, Joan Wasser said, oh, that's interesting. I, she's a violinist, right? He said, oh, no, she has her own band, Jonas Policewoman. And so then I, I, I looked it up and said, oh, wow, she sings too. Oh, my God. And then many years later, Max came to me and said, yeah, you know, I've got these arrangements and, and I, I have someone in mind f for them. And it's, it's this woman, I don't know if you know her, Joan Wasser, would you be, I was like, of course I know Joan, you know, this is amazing. So I was so happy. But, but I wanted to ask you with respect to the violin stuff. So did you start on violin like before you started singing? Because I, I started on trumpet. I didn't start singing until I was in my 30s. Same so I'm kind of curious. Oh, is that you too, huh? Interesting. Wow. Yeah, that's so cool to, to find that about you as well. Like, yeah, so I studied violin classical classically through through college. I went to Boston University. Oh, wow. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah I, I just... went there specifically to study with Yuri Mazurkiewicz, who had studied with David Oistrakh. Wow, great. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, I'd read that you I, I knew that you were at BU. I, that's kind of interesting. So did you finish that? Or did you did you just did you did you? Um, and, then, and then you somehow you transitioned into into um, singing. I'm just curious how that how that transition. Yeah. happened. So I did finish college. I did take uh, I did take a semester off because I, I joined a band when I was 20 and we started uh, touring pretty quickly. Wow. And you were playing violin in that band? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay, so, okay. Uh, yeah. So I joined a band called the Dam Builders. They were all from Hawaii. Oh yeah. Okay. And yeah. And that was, a, a just a great band and great people to be in a band with. Uh, we did a lot of recording. I mean, that's, you know, the first recording that I ever did was like real recording was with them. Eric Masanaga, who still lives in Boston. I think he runs maybe a mastering place. Does anyway. he? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So he had, you know, he had bought a, a 16 track, two inch. So we like, you know, we just got down heavy with that thing. Nice. And, you know, he had put it in like a practice room um, complex. Okay. Yeah. So we had to like wait to record when, you know, there wasn't like someone doing Sabbath covers next door. <laughs> right. and so, yeah. You know, but um, so that was that was a really great experience, but I, 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 I really loved also studying classical music. I mean, there's nothing cooler than classical music yeah. and it's so very, you can't even put it under, you know, what is classical music? Yeah, I know. It's so, uh, you know, it's so vast that how do yeah, you, it's crazy. Yeah, right. And because like, because I wasn't a prodigy, like I, I started when I was eight, when they offered it in third grade, right. you know, because I liked it. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I was there because I liked it. Not because my yeah. parents made me do whatever. Yeah. Uh, that was that me was like, too. Yeah. It was middle school. I just started playing trumpet. It was like not, no okay. child prodigy or anything. It was just like, right. That was just fun to be in a, be in the band and all that, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, look, we're both making music still. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, it's, right. it's, it's, it's something to note. That, um, that, yeah. And that's all, you know, the fact that you were playing, you, I assume you played violin all through school. Um, yeah. And so yeah. here we are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, so b because like, I wasn't interested in like doing the route of like, play the Beethoven concerto, play the Brahms concerto, Neither, play, yeah. you know, like exactly. I just wasn't right. there. So then I got to like, uh, play, there were so many composers that be you. So they all needed their stuff 
played oh, like premiered okay so right. like i got to like i got to play all this new music that i really liked that was really fun to do right. and you know so mm. so that was sorry that was like a really um that was a great experience and the teachers there were amazing wow great i didn't know that I, mean, I didn't i didn't i didn't i don't know much about their their music program until you had described it that's really that's really awesome yeah i mean a lot of people sort of thought that they that that bu retained like made sure they had a super high level classical music program to lure parents mm. like th that cared about that not even so their kids would go there but so their kids would go to BU. like we we played carnegie mm. hall we go you know we played under seiji ozawa and stuff so it's like very oh, like wow. you know like uh you know pedigree or some right, kind right. of thing like that <laughs> I mean, yeah. so people thought of that because it was like, why does the school have this like insane music program, you know, wow. but it was really special. So anyway, um, yeah, so I, I mean, what I really wanted, I had no interest in singing. Right. No, me neither. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Right. No interest in writing right. songs. I wanted to make the violin. I wanted to pick up where john kale had left off mm, underground. i wanted right. to make the violin like a rhythmic more of a rhythmic instrument a sound maker rather than like fluffy top line type of thing you know right. so the, all the drone what, stuff that he he's f so well known for is so cool yeah yeah, yeah and all right. that yeah. you know like yeah. you know that that was just my favorite stuff um and you know that was that went that was really fun to be in that band everybody was getting signed by major labels then we got a deal with east west part of uh electra oh great you know and you know then also bands were getting like recording budgets i know back then it was a whole other world right <laughs> jeez yeah yeah so you know yeah. that was that was really that was a great time right. um you know, and at the at the end of that time, uh, you know, I was for for the last three years of Jeff Buckley's life, we were together and, you know, he his life ended in a, you know, uh, an accident, an accidental drowning um, and my life completely changed wow like really completely changed um i i really didn't yeah it was just the craziest is the craziest thing um i had no ability to deal with the feelings wow and uh i mean i remember for the first time like like so so the band, the, the rest of his band and I uh, spent a lot of time together to just try to stay alive and deal oh, wow. with what was going on. We would right. jam a bunch and I, I just started singing. Like I wasn't oh, singing, wow. I was just screaming right. mostly. I mean, it was like, like kind of like primal, primal scream therapy or something. Um, I really, singing was not like our thing. Like I just didn't, I, I didn't think I had 
anything to offer wow. as a singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nor was I ever, you know, interested. But I, you know, at that point, I had picked up the guitar a little bit, just self-taught, you know. Right. Um, and I realized, oh, I know this sounds silly, but I realized like, oh, you need an accompanying instrument to write songs. I didn't even like realize that. Like I, I was playing a sort of a, an instrument similar to the voice. So I didn't even like right. really, re- right. yeah, it's hard realize. to compose on the on violin, right? <laughs> yeah, or on yeah. trumpet. Yeah, exactly, you know? right. Yeah, write songs so, on that. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. So, um, so Parker Kindred and Michael Ty, uh, who were in Jeff's band, and I uh, put made a band together called Black Beetle, and we just like we're all learning how to write songs ourselves and in groups together mm-hmm. and uh michael and i were learning how to sing like trying to figure out what who we were through singing right wow that's and amazing yeah yeah so that is what happened then we wrote a lot of songs we recorded a lot of songs we never released anything and this is what what year was this around so this was i think my band the damn builder so jeff died in 97. Mm -hmm. i think my band broke up in 98 uh but we had started or maybe 97 we had started michael parker and i had started playing together oren blowdow was playing bass. oh wow okay great one of the great bass players and so so yeah, late late nineties. So, wow. Okay. That's yeah. yeah. Uh, that's also when I joined uh, Anthony and the Johnsons. Right. In ninety nine. Wow. And uh, so that was just like an exploratory period for me in Great. terms of like figuring out what you know how to sing. Like I didn't know. I really didn't know who I was. Yeah. Yeah. When you start, it's person. very hard to figure that out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I just wanted to be, you know, a combination of like Sam Cook and <laughs> Nina Simone, you know, it's just yeah. like, oh, easy. I'll just, no, that's not easy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it was just a lot of, a lot of exploration yeah, a lot of exploration right. and um also i had never written songs uh never cared to so i was writing my first songs um and mm-hmm. you know that that band broke up in 2002 after writing and recording like an ep and right. a record and never releasing them it was a really rough time yeah like super rough we were all behaving really badly Mm -hmm. and not treating ourselves very well right right (laughs) and it was oh the so it was just it was a really hard time and so when that band broke up i mean it was really hard to have that happen but it was also super necessary right uh you know um so then 2002 i started writing my own songs and doing solo shows for the first time which was 
absolutely horrifying. Hmm. Wow. Uh, because Solo, felt- you mean, meaning just you on stage. Oh, wow. That is scary. Yeah. I've never I mean, done I wasn't that. really <laughs> telling. I wasn't really yeah. telling very many people about these shows, but, you know, um, I taught myself, like I said, guitar and taught myself, uh, you know, I was playing Wurlitzer. Uh, and I felt really bad on both those instruments, which I still do and will forever yeah, me too, feel really that. bad. <laughs> I mean, also because yeah. like when you study an, an instrument, you know what it means. Exactly. Like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I know what it means to be like, a a, 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 you know, an excellent trumpet player. And I'll never get there in the, any of the other instruments. I, I, I just right. know I'll never get there. And no. that's okay because it's yeah. it's a means to an end, you know. But um, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 Starting on yeah. violin, you know, it's like you, you're a certain level of violin and and you just know, you know, you're never going to get there on the others. But you're writing songs and that's what it's about, you know. It's yeah, about, that's yeah. right. It's like they're, they're useful instruments. Right. And, you know, in many ways... I've learned to really appreciate the fact that I didn't learn either one of them properly because right. I, you know, I, I, I have my own, uh, my own language right. that I developed on both instruments, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, I started doing solo shows under my given name and people thought that i was because most people knew me as a violin player oh i see does that does that have something to do with the the reason you changed the name interesting well i never knew that okay yeah i mean so i had also you know i had been doing session work all through through this time um so I was a violin player. Everybody right, because you were on so many records as a violinist. And so that, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah, so so I realized I needed to make a name for the music that I was making. And my friend Ruben saw me on the street. I was wearing like a ridiculous, you know, like polyester, baby blue suit. And he said... I was blonde at the time, bleach blonde. And he said, uh, Joan, you're channeling Angie from police woman, <laughs> which is That's for crazy. anyone that doesn't know, uh, there was Whoa. a show that ran from 1974 to 76 called police woman starring Angie Dickinson, the one and only Angie Dickinson. Uh, and it was actually the first drama starring a woman. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. And I didn't know that. she was also 40 when she did that show. Wow. Great. So, yeah, I mean, that show was so cool. It was like pre-Charlie's Angels or something. Yeah, that was that was during that whole era with, um, oh, gosh, like the Incredible Hulk and, um, and Wonder Woman and all those great, those great shows. I used totally. to love the Incredible Hulk. What was the Bionic Man was kind of around that time but maybe yeah. a little earlier yeah yeah there's yeah. some amazing shows during that period. amazing yeah. shows amazing yeah. shows um so wow that's so cool yeah. i never knew the story behind that that's great yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so uh then what happened then i mean i asked ben porowski to play with me um i had seen him play with elysian fields oh sure yeah yeah or and, and, and yeah mm-hmm. 
and J- Jennifer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I had seen him play maybe also with one of Stephen Bernstein's. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, bands. MTO maybe or something. Yeah, like that. maybe yeah. MTO. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I just could not believe his playing. Like that amazing. Dude, one of the best. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And what a great um, guy too. I mean, just like incredible. The, the, the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I got up the, you know, the strength to ask him if he would play with me. He didn't know what I was doing. I hadn't right. played, you know, I, I hadn't, I hadn't played very many shows and like, certainly not very many people had seen those few shows. Mm. And, um, and he just said, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. He's so, so open we, that way. Yeah. It seems. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's great. Yes. So we played as a duo for a long time and that was transformative having that person playing drums. Right. First of all, it made me think like I was like doing something that was worth doing. Yeah. Right. When you get a collaborator like that. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. it really changes your perspective. And then also just to have those, have those drums and to have that dude playing drums it just you know it allowed the music to really become something else wow great yeah well i i want to play you mentioned the covers record and i love the this the cover i love both those the one that that covers two i love that record there's so many great tracks you must be a talk talk fan yes yeah huge he i listen to talk talk all the time on my runs i believe that I want to play this track. It's so such a great. First of all, your selections for the covers record is so great. the The song from Greece by yeah. Stockard Channing is so cool. There are worse things I could do, and I just love the whole vibe. Your whole reimagining of that is so great. Is that Parker singing the low? Who's singing the low? Um, Parker singing the low stuff, oh, and so as cool. well as uh, Justin um, Justin Hicks. Okay. Uh, yeah. Justin Hicks also sings on um I keep forgetting the Michael McDonald song. Oh yeah. He has uh, the high voice. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Park is an amazing singer. Amazing. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. and it's just he's his voice sound mixes so well with yours. Mm. But um yeah, let's play this this track. There are worse things I could do. Um Jonas Police Woman is here listening to Free Association. Oh, 
I, in March, 2020, the last time I was in New York was March, 2020. And um, I was working on this record with Kronos, this Pete Seeger record. And we were mixing it at John, wow. John Kilgore studio. Oh yeah. And um, we're there, you know, mixing this record and who walks in, but Hal Wilner and Hal walks in and, and it was so great. He gave us all these stories. This is March, 2020, mid-March, 2020. Things were still iffy. And nobody was wearing masks at that point. It was me, David Harrington, John, and Hal. And so we were there for like a whole afternoon just listening to music and Hal was telling all the stories and everything. And so David, who is 72, David, you know, said, well, I, I got to fly back tomorrow morning. And, and I think John said, are you going to wear a mask? And, and, and David's like, nah. He's like, I, I, don't, I don't know. You know, it was still iffy at that point, you know. Yeah. It was. And we weren't really talking about it. We were just so engaged in the music and everything. Yeah. And so I guess Hal, so Hal then after that walked us to his little office down, down, because he has an office right next to John's. Yep. And so he walked us and I got to see his office and he oh, has yeah. all those puppets and dolls. Yep. So great, you know. so much time there. And so I drove back. I drove back because I, I didn't want to, usually I take the train, but I drove back because I thought, well, just to be on the safe side. And then David flew back to San Francisco. And then I think it was like less than three weeks later, I heard he had passed away. And I, I could, that really was so shocking. And so that really freaked me out. You know, I know you and Hal were so close and, and I just had met it. I knew it. I knew of him. But I didn't get to meet him until that point. And so it was just oh, so, so powerful, you, you know, to, to me. And I, of course, I mentioned the Moondog Project. And he was so excited about that. Of course. You know? um, but, yeah, I mean, how did you, I mean, yeah, you've done a lot of stuff with Hal, right, over the years. Yeah. Um, a lot of projects and stuff. You guys, that must have been a, a shocker uh, for you as well, right? Yeah. Honestly, I haven't yet dealt with it <laughs> right like right. really like i that yeah that what felt so out of order right and was so surprising the day before was his birthday oh i didn't know that oh wow so i talked to wow. him that day and then the next morning he was gone oh wow wow and wow, it's crazy. Yeah, he was the person that I played every record to first when I finished it. Oh, is that right? Wow, that's great. Yeah, he's just an extremely important person in my life. He was, I mean, he's just really like, I mean, one of my good friends, but also just like my mentor and just sort of, you know, he, he was that like sort of the epicenter of music in New York city. Right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, he, he was the center of so many, so many circles and, yes. and also to have someone like that to bounce ideas off of, you couldn't get a better person than that you no. know, to, 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 to bounce, bounce your record off of. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Also he was the king of collaboration, putting collaborations together, right. you know, night music. I mean, you saw him put, so much incredible music yeah. musicians together that you would never you would never hear anywhere else he was he was a genius with the with the with the collaborations right um yeah and 
you know yeah like he also like he made me the musical director of his neil young show oh wow, uh, wow. okay great i didn't know that yeah Amazing. you know yeah and that, that was in 2004 um we did it at prospect park and then in 2011 we did it again at the winter olympics oh wow okay yeah. great wow yeah um, yeah, he was a genius at 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 putting things together that we, you wouldn't think of, you know. Yeah. And also this voice with this song, you know. Um, yeah. I've been. I told him, and and you know, I'm doing this Moondog record, and it's such a, it's so influenced by by you because it's sort of like you have all these songs, and you think, oh, you know, this person's great for that song, or this person's great for that song, and it just being being able to sort of listen to it the original and then think about who might be able to sing is such a how um concept you know yeah. um um but yeah what a what an amazing i mean the i'm just so happy that i was able to meet him you know that's the positive thing about it you know um but yeah. i just wanted to because you know i didn't it's fascinating to hear you know hear you talk about him because i didn't um i knew you were close with him and and um you know, it's just cool to hear, you know, all the, all the, uh, the, the positive, positive stuff you got out of, uh, you know, working with him. I know so many of my friends had, had, uh, had worked with him over the years. Yeah. But, um, he was also someone that I would listen to music with the way that I feel like we all used to listen to music. Like right. we would just put on records and listen to the whole thing right that's what we did at the session i was surprised yeah, like he said i just want to listen to it let's just listen to it start to finish we just sat there listen to the whole that's thing right. yeah over 60 minutes we just sat there and listened to the whole and then afterwards we talk about it he said well i like this i like that. i don't like this and you know it was like wow you know that's that's the way you should listen to it as a, as a group let's just all sit and listen to the whole thing you know that's so that's so interesting right yeah. nobody does that anymore <laughs> yeah it's all but like got, track here track to. there we need we to, to yeah though. we really do yeah, yeah. it's really important <laughs> right yeah well i, I want to end with this this um with one more track off your record which is maybe my favorite track take me to your leader but yeah congratulations and it's such, it's such a cool record um and thanks for thanks for coming on it's great to see you you know thanks for having me yeah, it's yeah. so, so fun Great yeah, talk. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
will listen.